And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday, it is November 14th, 2022, 6 p.m. straight up. You are in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, on this very chilly uh, evening. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, weather forecast and I'm seeing nothing but 40s for the next six days uh, for the high temperatures in the 20s and low 30s for the low. So, yeah, the uh, the cold has set in and will be with us for a while. So I hope you take the appropriate precautions. Uh, dress in layers, dress warm, you know, get those winter coats out because seems to me like we're kind of in the midst of winter. So I uh, hope everything has been going well for you the last seven days. I haven't seen you in about seven days, of course. And uh, we're back, fired up, ready to go. Gang's all here. Of course, uh, we are uh, on. There's several ways to catch this broadcast. Uh, if, you, if you're new to us, uh, first of all, if you are new to us, welcome. Uh, secondly, of course, 91.7 on your FM dial. WYXR uh, is uh, our home station. You can catch us live right now on the radio. Uh, you can also catch us on the WYXR app. We are also on the TuneIn app. And uh, we do this little thing called Facebook Live. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook Live. Uh, you know, during the broadcast, you can check in and say hello and, uh, you know, kind of let us know uh, how things are going on a big broadcast. We are also uh, going to post to YouTube probably sometime tomorrow. And uh, as our show is a podcast, uh, after tomorrow when they post it, you can catch us wherever it is you get your podcast. We're good on that. We're good on that. We have a good show tonight. Uh, at least I think so anyway. Uh, some uh, interesting guests uh, with uh, interesting backgrounds. And hopefully, as uh, per usual, we hope that we uh, inform you and maybe throw a little entertaining in as well. Uh, my guests are Carol Jackson. Uh, she is the executive director of Families First. Uh, now, many of you may have not have heard of Families First. Uh, uh, she's going to tell us all about it. But basically, uh, she really uh, feels compelled uh, to help the men in our community out. A young man, an uh, older man, is te- in, in terms of the family unit. Uh, the family unit is extraordinarily important, and men play a big role in that. And she's going to talk to us about uh, several of the programs uh, that she has to offer in relation to that. <coughs> Excuse me. We're also going to speak to Miss Quincy Morris. Quincy is the executive director of Smoky City Klondike uh, CDC. Uh, and uh, that is a group and an organization that is dedicated uh, to that particular part of town in uh, North Memphis, a very historical part of town uh, that has suffered from years of blight. Uh, a lot of abandoned homes and, and properties and things like that. And they're working hard uh, to rid that area of blight, redevelop it uh, into the area that it used to be when it was thriving. So I look forward to talking to Quincy. She doesn't do many interviews, so Happy to have her on the show and talk a little bit about uh, what this uh, organization is doing. And uh, a bit later on in the broadcast, we'll be speaking with Lee Mansberg. Lee is the executive director and CEO of Junior Achievement of Memphis and the Mid-South. And so she will talk to us about that organization and tell us what they are up to. So looking forward to it uh, as we roll along uh, in this hour. Um you know what we'd normally like to do about this time of show, don't you? If, you've been a, if you're a faithful watcher or listener of this program, you know uh, that I like to celebrate your trip around the sun. 
a.k.a. birthdays. And uh, nobody does it like uh, we do on Real Talk Memphis. So if it is you, you celebrated one over the weekend, your birthday is today or sometime this week, uh, we will celebrate you. But I can't do that until I say, hit it, Lola. So if uh, any of the uh, above mentioned is you, this segment is for you. Happy birthday is going out too. Sabrina Hall celebrating today. Tracy Montgomery, it's your birthday today. R. Troy Wilkins celebrating, as is Jerry Klein. Jacqueline Wiggins celebrating today. Denise Vernon, happy birthday to you. Angelica Latrice Morris, happy birthday to you. Patricia Harden Shirley celebrating today, as is Patricia Ammons. Betty Sexton Rain is celebrating her birthday today. Susan Sanford, happy birthday to you. Jennifer Williams and John Ryan. So to each and every one of you, congratulations on making it another trip around the sun. We hope to be back with you next year so we can do it all over again and celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday each and every one of you. Hope you had a wonderful day. Thank you, Lola. So, as we get into some news and notes, uh, you know, many of uh, you, I don't know if you heard about it or not, but uh, uh, it was a rather sad uh, day in reference to a shooting at the University of Virginia uh, that happened last night uh, by a suspect, 22 years of age, uh, who shot uh, three and killed, rather, shot, he actually shot five people. He killed three of them. Uh, they were football players on the University of Virginia football team. They were returning from a field trip of some sort. Uh, he opened up fire on a bus that they were in, uh, uh, killing those three. One of the individuals in question uh, is a former player uh, with Mid-South Ties. Uh, he um, was uh, shot and killed. He was a former player at Arlington High School. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, by all accounts, a, a, a wonderful young man. And, of course, it has sent shockwaves not only through uh, those who knew him at Arlington High School, uh, but family and friends. And, uh, you know, just, just uh, heard that he was a wonderful young man, as were the other two that were, were killed. Uh, the suspect uh, fled uh, and was on the run for about 12 hours. He was caught this morning. Uh, 22-year-old Christopher Jones is his name. Uh, he's been charged with a whole host of uh, charges. And uh, this is just a very, very, very sad situation all the way around. Senseless. Don't know why uh, he did what he did. I uh, do understand that he was a former football player on the University of Virginia football team. So prayers going out to all of those folks. All right. Political news. Uh, since we hadn't been with you since uh, the election last week. Uh, the Democrats uh, are maintaining a majority or will maintain a majority in the United States Senate. Uh, so that's uh, good news uh, for the president. Uh, a lot of folks thought that the Republican takeover was going to be a big one and it was going to be a Republican splash. Well, that splash turned more into a trickle, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what happened. A lot of the election deniers, a lot of the Republicans uh, who believe that the former president, uh, won the last election. They were shut out, pretty much. Uh, but speaking of the former president, apparently there's an announcement to be made sometime tomorrow by former President Trump that said he is going to run for president 
again in 2024. Now, you know, I have no clue as to how you feel about all of that, but uh, uh, here we go again. Uh, so we'll see what happens, uh, you know, but, 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 you know, he's got a lot more folks against him, even in the Republican circles now, uh, than were beforehand, especially before the national election for the Senate and the House. So we'll see how all this is received uh, if and when he does make that announcement. Layoffs are a big headline in today's news. Amazon is set to lay off 10,000 employees beginning this week. Uh, they won't uh, be affected in the warehouse aspect of things. They won't be affected. Uh, but, uh, but you know, some of the technical jobs and some of the more professional jobs are going to be affected. You know, and again, it's a shift in the sign of the times. Now, Amazon is a global company, and it, it's a billion-dollar-plus organization. So 10,000 is basically about 1% of their workforce. But you'd hate to see anybody get laid off, especially uh, at the end of the year. Also... Uh, Facebook is cutting its staff by 13% or about 11,000 employees, a little closer to home, FedEx Freight. Uh, They're announcing furloughs as the shipping volumes decline. Uh, Have not said how many people will be affected, uh, but uh, they are announcing some furloughs happening uh, relatively soon. And, of course, Twitter last week laid off 4,000 folks as Elon Musk is the new uh, president and owner of that organization. MLGW, your favorite utility company, uh, is uh, going to see rates go up because natural gas prices have shifted a bit. Uh, so you could see your bill go up between 5 and 10%, depending on where you are, who you are. Now, we all know how high those prices are right now. Uh, and it's uh, pretty tough to pay. Now we have this cold snap coming through, so you're going to keep the heat on as well. So stay tuned uh, for that. We have another entry in the Memphis mayor's race. State Representative Karen Camper uh, has thrown her hat into the ring, and she is running uh, for Memphis mayor in 2023. So the cast of individuals is swelling. And, uh, of course, uh, it's not over yet. It's still pretty early, so I'm sure we'll see some more entrants into the race. Young Dolph was killed almost a year ago, uh, about this time. Uh, there has been a third indictment in that case. Hernandez Govan has been charged with first-degree murder in that case. Uh, he's 42 years old, by the way, and a host of other charges in connection with this murder case. He is, according to the district attorney's office, uh, said to be the man who actually issued and ordered the hit on Young Dolph. Uh, we could see more indictments coming. Uh, we don't know. This is uh, far from over. Well, you know, we told you Kojic uh, was in town. They have been in town for the past week for the 114th Holy Convocation. Well, it ends today and uh, officially ends tomorrow, but, but it, it ends today, and I'm told that it, everything went very well. Uh, you know, all the events and all the activities involved in surrounding it uh, went very, very well. And uh, so happy that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear more about all of this uh, as time moves on. Uh, but uh, very happy that there have been no incidents uh, to speak of or to report. That's a great thing. Finally, for you concert goers, for you music fans, two big acts are coming to the Bluff City uh, in 2023. 
Uh, it was announced last week that Anita Baker uh, is, uh, yeah, Lola Anita Baker. She's, she's actually coming to Memphis in 2023. You know, she kind of did a little mini tour here earlier this year. And I guess things are going swimmingly well. So she has come out of retirement and she's going to tour. And Memphis is going to be one of her stops in November, about a year from now. Uh, the tickets go on sale this week. I think the Wednesday and Thursday, the tickets go on sale. Yeah, I said one year from now. She'll be here in November of 2023. And for you Lizzo fans, Lizzo will be here as well, uh, I think in March of uh, 2023. Uh, tickets will be going on sale soon as well. So, yeah, some big-time entertainment coming to the Bluff City. Uh, so if you're an Anita Baker or a Lizzo fan or both, you know, prepare to pay. Somebody told me that <clears throat> if you were going to get a ticket close to the stage uh, for uh, Anita Baker, uh, prepare to shout out at least six bills. $600 for one ticket to sit relatively close to see Anita Baker. I'll be waiting for the DVD or video to come out whenever that happens. All right, that's a look at news and notes on this uh, very chilly Monday. When we come back, we're going to start the show. Uh, this is Real Talk Memphis. I am your host, Chip Washington. So happy to see you. So happy to have you with us on this evening. We'll take our first break. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Raised by Soundfest is coming December 3rd. Go to RaisedBySoundFest.com for more information. This is Natalie. This is Meredith. And this is Charlotte. We are not. It's been a minute since we've played. What could possibly get the band back together? Raised by Soundfest. We'll be playing WRXR's first festival on Saturday, December 3rd. And we'd love to see you there. For more information, visit RaisedBySoundFest.com. WYXR is supported by the Onstage at the Halloran Center season, presenting the Orchestra Unplugged, Vivaldi, The Four Seasons, on Thursday, November 17th. Robert Moody and members of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra will bring you inside the mind and music of Vivaldi to discover new connections and meanings to this group of four violin concertos. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. WYXR needs volunteers for Raised by Soundfest on December 3rd. We hope you will join us for the big day and help make the festival happen. To sign up for volunteering, visit wyxr.org slash get dash involved. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington.
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, this Monday evening, it is the 14th day of November. And uh, I'm very happy to have my first guest with us. Uh, you know, she, I, I, I'll say this at the outset. Uh, she doesn't do many interviews. Uh, so I'm very happy that uh, uh, she chose us this evening. Uh, she is the executive director of the Smoky City Klondike CDC. Uh, and uh, she is Miss Quincy Morris. And Miss Quincy, it's good to see you. It's good to uh, have you on, and welcome to Real Talk Memphis. It's nice uh, being here uh, on Real Talk Memphis, and you're right. I don't do many interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, I have heard you describe, you know, as, as a community activist and a community leader, and I've also heard you described as, as someone who is very fierce and loyal to the cause. Now, uh, the, this part of North Memphis, uh, the um, Klondike, Smoky City area, uh, once, like many areas in this uh, city, uh, was a very thriving community, uh, you know, with businesses and, and nice homes and things. And, and through the course of time, we've seen some deterioration, obviously, as things have changed and moved along. And, of course, with that deterioration comes blight. Uh, and I guess uh, for, for folks who don't know, tell us really about your organization, uh, why it was formed, and uh, what you all do to sort of change the, what you're trying to do, rather, to change the picture uh, in that part of North Memphis. Uh, the Klondike Smoky City CDC uh, was uh, established in 1996, and we started out as a neighborhood association. And... In 1999, we became the Klondike uh, Neighborhood Association and CDC. And in 2009, we realized that there was a lot of disinvestment in our community and all a lot of areas around us uh, was um, being invested in. So our organization uh, went down to the city council and we met with our council people and uh, that's when the Klondike Smoky City CDC uh, was formed. Uh, Klondike yeah. is the oldest African-American community in North Memphis. Right, right. Uh, it was established in 19, uh, in 1899. Wow. And by design, most African-American communities deteriorate uh, because uh, it's far easy to invest in other communities. I have to watch my words because uh, what comes up comes out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> We're on live radio now, Miss Quincy. Okay. I know. I know. I know. What but, comes up? Yeah. And by design, our communities are neglected. Yes, ma'am. And for years, Klondike uh, and Smoky City and other African-American communities in our city have a lot of blight. They have a lot of vacant lots. There's a lot of dumping. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's the city used to be uh, number one as far as clean but now we're not because i don't know how and why we don't get the service everybody don't get the service 
uh, that they need to keep their community uh, clean. I was told an uh, uh, empty wagon makes a lot of noise and makes a lot of racket, and that brings the attention. So we uh, make a lot of noise, but we also involve our community. Now, Miss Quincy, before you before before we move forward here, uh, I, I want to make, if if I can, a quick reference to uh, a lawsuit. Uh, you, you know, your organization, uh, along with another group, was in the paper just a few days ago uh, in, in in addressing uh, the big issue you just talked about, blight in that area. Talk a little bit about what what that was all about. Okay, that is one of the tools that we have in our toolbox. And this toolbox that we use is available to anybody within the city. Uh, we are uh, proud to be partners with the University of Memphis Law School Neighborhood Preservation Clinic. Mm -hmm. And the law school, because there are blighted properties in our, in our community that we have not been able to get uh uh, in touch with the owners. Uh, the owners might be out of town. Uh, the owners might be deceased. It might be air property. So there's a tool in the toolbox where uh, the law school representing the CDC will file a lawsuit uh, trying to uh, uh, contact the owner and uh, bring these uh, uh, properties up to part. The lawsuit is filed in the em environmental court. Right. Therefore, we're not trying to uh, gain, uh, take property. We're not trying to uh, take ownership. We just want the owners to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And once the lawsuit is filed, then uh, the environmental court uh, will handle these cases. And hopefully these cases will be uh, brought up to par and viable again uh, in this lawsuit. That's the purpose of the lawsuit. So you mentioned a minute ago, uh, and you can't be successful. And by the way, I'm looking on my Facebook Live line here, and I see your friend Jared Price uh, has checked in. <laughs> I, I know he's I know he's pretty active in 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 in, in this uh, in this uh, relationship and in, in this issue as well. But you, you talked about. The strength of the community, the backing of the community, uh, you galvanize this community and, and, and uh, uh, there's strength in numbers, as, as you said. And talk about just how important that is, because you have gotten uh, some action. You've made you've gotten some changes, uh, you know, made in terms of this, trying to get rid of some of these houses and, and, and trying to get other folks to take responsibility uh, to help clean up this part of town. Yeah, we have a, a lawn, lawn maintenance crew. And our lawn maintenance crew uh, maintain about 100, maybe to 300 properties. Wow, that's a lot. In addition to the lawn maintenance crew, we have ambassadors. That's people that live in the community, and they work maybe three to four days a week, three or four hours, mm -hmm. and they clean up trash. That's all they do. They pick up paper. They constantly picking up paper. Our lawn maintenance crew cut properties every 14 days. And when I say cut, they trim these properties just like they're our front yard. So 
also our lawn maintenance crew have cleaned the properties all the way to the property line. Mm. And our, our neighbors can sit on their porch now and see over to the next street because that's the part of what we do. And uh, we have had several uh, phone calls from neighbors uh, telling us how much they appreciate the cleanup in the community. Uh, one of our neighbors uh, uh, called me and told me that she uh, lives on Olympic and she can see all the way over to Montgomery oh because we've gotten rid of all of that overgrowth and all of that uh, hanging trees and limbs. And uh, we try to uh, involve the community in what we do. Uh, we don't do it in a vacuum. We have a monthly partnership meeting, the fourth Tuesday in every month, where we meet with MPD, uh, uh, the Crumb Station, and the uh, uh, North Main Station, and we meet with various department heads, both city and county, and we talk about what's going on in Klondike, the concerns of the community. We do that once a month. And, and these are open meetings. And uh, the community brings stuff to us. Once they bring something to us, we act on it. And I am a strong component. If you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Call us, and we will try to see what we can do to handle it. Well, listen. And yeah. Mm -hmm. No, listen. I, 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 I'm kind of uh, up against it on my clock here, but, but I just want you to know that uh, th this whole effort it takes it takes a village, and this whole effort yeah. that that you are that you are incorporating uh, it seems to be making a difference, and you're getting the attention of the lawmakers, and you mentioned that uh, the folks that who can actually make the decisions uh, to yeah. change things for the better. So you know, g give me your closing. Uh, give me your closing argument in reference to what it is you all are looking to do, ultimately. Uh, ultimately, we want Klondike and Smoky City uh, to be a safe place. We want Klondike and Smoky City uh, residents to uh, feel like that they can thrive. We want the same thing for uh, Klondike and Smoky City. And there is all of this, you know, when you go to cleaning up stuff yeah. and stuff go to looking good, people get different ideas. True. I, and I want to assure people that what the efforts that we're doing is for the residents in Klondike. And when we uh, make strides we are making strides for the community, and and there is not going to be gentrification in Klondike because Klondike and Smoky City are two of the oldest African-American communities in North Memphis. I might be putting my foot in my mouth right now, but I want to ensure my neighbors, no matter what they hear, yes, as long as Quincy Morris is over the CDC, we're not going to be any gentrification, and our neighbors will live in in, in, in in just like everybody else in a comfortable, safe neighborhood. Ms. Quincy Morris, 
I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. Like I said, you very rarely do interviews, and I'm really honored that you uh, gave us a few minutes of your time. And with you at the helm and those folks behind you, I'm pretty sure that we're going to see a lot more changes to the good. Thank you for coming on my show tonight. I really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. I want to thank you for asking me uh, because you came highly recommended. (laughs) And I just want to thank you for asking me and for giving me an opportunity to voice my opinion. Anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You you be safe now, okay? Take care. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Well, I absolutely and totally enjoyed that interview. I hope you did as well. Uh, this is a group, you know, that, that goes about their business without television cameras, without news crews, and without, like she said, she doesn't do a lot of interviews, so I'm honored that she came on this show because I really respect what they are doing at, uh, um, you know, Smoky City, uh, Klondike, CDC. And hello to all the fine folks out there. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears And we're going to talk about the important role of men in the family structure uh, with my special guest. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from Farm Burger. Farm Burger is your neighborhood grass-fed burger joint located in the East Atrium of Crosstown Concourse, offering custom grass-fed burgers, seasonal salads, and more. Farm Burger takes pride in their grass-fed beef and partners with local farmers such as Home Place Pastures, Bonnie Blue Farm, and Marmaloo Farms. For more information, visit farmburger.com. WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Broadway season, presenting the return engagement of the musical Dear Evan Hansen, November 29th through December 4th. Dear Evan Hansen is the personal and contemporary musical about life and the way we live it. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening Chip here with uh, the rest of my gang and uh, uh, off to a great start uh, this evening. And so listen, this uh, this next person I'm talking to, and before I get to her, I want to say hello to the folks on Facebook Live. Michael Harris uh, checking in with us tonight. As I mentioned, uh, Jared Price was watching. Antonio B. Cole checking us out this evening, as is Sarah Gum, Janet Chestnut as well. And I know Audrey was here. Audrey Hill uh, was here uh, a few minutes ago as well. So, uh, 
this next uh, young lady that I am about to speak with uh, says, simply put, uh, the men, the young men and the men in our, in our life, in our communities uh, are being undervalued, underappreciated and underestimated. And, uh, you know, all we do is seem to hear about uh, some of the negatives involving our men. Uh, and we forget about how important they are to the nuclear family and really the connective tissue uh, that uh, that they yield in terms of importance. Well, uh, my next guest uh, is the executive director of Families First. Uh, and Families it, Matter. I'm sorry, Families Matter. Why the heck did I? Okay, Families Matter. And uh, and uh, you see, she's not afraid to correct me. And uh, <laughs> she's doing a wonderful job. Uh, Miss Carol Jackson uh, is my guest. And Carol. Welcome to the show, and and forgive my forgive my my misstatement there. How are you doing? It's good to see you. <laughs> I am wonderful, Chip. How are you this evening? Doing doing well, thank you so much, and thank you for coming on the show. So, listen, I wanted to have you it's on. Yeah, I wanted to have you on the show this evening because uh, I, I I really believe uh, in what you are doing as an organization. And really what you are doing uh, to uh, stress strongly the importance of, uh, of a male relationship in a, in a family unit. Tell me first and foremost, what made you decide to, uh, to uh, found this organization, Families Matter? Well, I didn't found it, but I came into it during a time of transition. And one of the things that stuck with me as far as how important it was to work with males is that so many organizations were working with females, a, a plethora of organizations were working with children. And yet at the end of the day chip, we would send those women and children back in the homes of men who were not trained. And so that became of huge interest to me and in, in helping people, helping individuals helping men understand their role within the family structure mm. and then helping those family members understand how important it is, especially the gatekeepers, sometimes moms, grandmothers, aunties, um, helping them understand the importance that a father, a father's role is in their children's lives. So that became very, very important to me as, as I began to work the, the nonprofit landscape of Memphis, Tennessee. So, you know, there really is a, a lot to be said on 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 that uh, particular front. Uh, and you you really start working with younger men. But I mean, you know, clearly we see, you know, we see the we read the uh, uh, paper every day. You know, we see it on television. You know, so many men, uh, you know, are involved in, 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 in crimes that are committed against, uh, uh, you know, their spouse or the significant other. Uh, there may be a child involved or more than one child involved and 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 the the effect that it has on that child really is magnified isn't it and it becomes even a greater challenge for them to try to survive in a situation where you have two individuals a male and a female who aren't getting along and the child becomes the pawn in the middle talk about that that's that's very true and so many and and in so many cases, when situations like that happen, children take on, they somehow feel that they are the responsible party. Mm. If I had done something different, perhaps mom and dad would still be together. So it's, it's incumbent upon parents to understand, even though they might not be able to work out their relationship with each other, 
It is so important that both parents continue to have a positive relationship with the children, with the child that's involved. Uh, children look to both parents. They, they know that they come from both of them. And in so many instances, one parent putting another parent down does not do the child benefit in the long run at all. True. Parents need to work together in order to build up that child so that that child can have success in life. I mean, think about it, Chip. So many children do not know how to um, resolve conflict resolution problems. Why? Because they've not seen it. They've just seen the confrontation all the time. And so it's just, it's just so important that both parents work in conjunction with each other, no matter how they feel about each other, but they work in conjunction with each other to make sure that that child has a positive uh, model of both of them, of both the mother and the father. And in so many cases, it's the non-custodial parent that gets the worst rap. And in so many cases, that is the father. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Carol Jackson. She is the executive director of Families Matter. And her organization really is uh, dedicated uh, to uh, understanding the importance of men uh, in, in, in a family relationship. And, you know, a, a lot of this, uh, you know, when uh, parents get into it in particular and there's a lot of emotion involved in all of this and, you know, a lot of hard feelings and a lot of things say, well, I'm going to keep you from, you know, seeing your child. And as you said earlier, people don't think about the negative ramifications right. of what it does to this child. And that, exactly. in a lot of cases, uh, can drive these children to the streets where they feel like they're more right. accepted. Talk it about does. that. Talk about that component. It does. In so many instances, when children do not feel safe at home, what they do, in fact, one of the things that I did when we first moved, my husband and I moved from Denver, Colorado to Memphis. And one of the first jobs that I had was a job at one of the schools just as a substitute teacher. And I found out from so many of the students, especially the young men that I spoke with, the young boys that I spoke with, their whole thing was, I have to have family. I want family, so I will get family, but I'll get it from joining a gang. I'll get it from being in, in situations that are not positive because the home life was so uh, in disarray. And so, that, as you said, it's so important that mom and dad, if they're not, even if they were never married, and if they were married and then divorced, whatever the situation is, it's so important that those two people are able to come together at least in a um, in, in a area of life where they can agree that we're going to be our best selves for our children, for our child, because children need to understand, they need that that uh, camaraderie, they need to understand that mom and dad respect each other. They need to understand that daddy is there for me, even if he's not paying his child support. So there's so many things, there's so many variables, Chip, to uh, this conversation that, you know, it's just, it's real hard to focus on one thing, except the importance of fathers being in their children's lives. I cannot stress that enough. 
yeah, we see we see uh, a lot of of of, uh, of some of the negative aspects of of not doing that because parents are trying to get back at each other or whatever the situation and circumstances are. Now, you teach some very uh, specific courses uh, within uh, the Families Matter curriculum. Can you talk about uh, a couple of those? Yes, we do. We teach some, uh, and, and Chip, may I just say that in so many instances, all of our classes, I mean, I might go in and 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 teach a, a, a father after a class has been taught, I might go in and, and share something with the father about how to uh, navigate the child support system. Mm-hmm. But all of our classes are taught by men. It is my belief that men do better when they are taught by men. Mm-hmm. And so our fathers that teach are not, um, um, I mean, they too have had issues within their lives. So it makes it easy in so many cases for the fathers in our classes or the men in our classes to identify because someone within those men have had a very similar situation. So talk about our classes. Our classes start in the hospitals where we teach a class called Dynamic Dads. That class is all about how to protect, care for, nurture, financially be responsible for that babies, for new fathers or um, uh, fathers that, men that are getting ready to be fathers. Be it's fathers. all about how to, how to diaper, how to um, um, swaddle, how to help mom out during those real critical weeks because her body is not back to where it once was because she just had a baby mm-hmm. or is getting ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Another class that we teach is the 12 Principles of Manhood. We teach this one. This is a more or less a, a young boys up to, um, well, we've had men that also takes the class. And it's today I will stand to be a man. It was, it's very generic, very, very generic, Chip. Actually written by a pastor here in Tennessee. He's now deceased. But he looked out over his congregation and he saw young boys sitting with their moms. And he decided that he himself needed to do something that would help parents understand that men, boys need to be taught how to become a man. And he came here not too long ago and actually did a session with our instructors. And he talked about how as when he was a young boy and there was a lot of snow, I forget where he lived. But I know we're from Denver, so I, I'm accustomed to there being a lot of snow. Uh-huh. And he talked about how his dad got in front of him. They had to go someplace. And his dad led the way. And his dad simply told him, do not step, do not make your own tracks, but step in my tracks, which will make your journey easier. That's what Families Matter is all about. Well, amen. amen. And then we talk, then we teach a class called 24-7 Dad. That is simply a class, and we're doing it right now with some of, uh, another organization here in the city, um, where they talk about what it means to be in your child's life or in the family's life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sure. sure. As parents, we don't get a day off, right? Right. We might take some time to do some things for ourselves. My husband and I used to love to go away by ourselves for a little bit. But that was respite time. It was not time where we went away and decided we would never come back. Listen, Carol, uh, I, I, I'm up, I get up against the clock, but can you give us some information uh, as to how folks 
who want to learn more, understand more about your program can get in touch with you? I surely can. First of all, they can they can contact me or contact my office by calling 901-260-8520. Again, that's 901-260-8520. Mm-hmm. I also give my cell phone out because to me, this is so important, Chip, Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to share my cell phone, 901-351-1124. We can be reached at, uh, on the um, Facebook, www.familiesmattermemphis. I believe Instagram is Families Matter. Um, Our Facebook page is did I say that one already? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, but if you put in Families Matter Memphis, we will come up. F-A-M-I-L-I-E-S-M-A-T-T-E-R-M-E-M-P-H-I-S, Families Matter Memphis. We will show up on any of your social media pages. Carol Jackson, Executive Director of Families Matter. God bless you for uh, what you're doing to try to to, to keep families together uh, for our most precious commodity, which is our children. And listen, anytime, anytime you, you have an initiative or a program or a special event uh, that you are putting on, please reach out and let me know you're welcome back anytime. Chip, I have enjoyed meeting you. Thank you so much for that invitation. We must have lunch because there's more to be shared, okay? Absolutely. I like to eat and I like to listen, too. (laughs) Thank you, Carol. Appreciate your time. Thank Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Wow. That's all I can say about that. Wow. She she was so on point. Listen, we're going to take a final break, a quick one. And when we come back, we're going to talk to another um, leader of an organization that is doing something to help empower our young people. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We're right back. Hey, Lee, it's it's Chip. How are you? Good to see you. No, I, I, I know you're, I, I, I see you. I'm looking, can you see me waving at you? Can you see me waving at you? There you if go. If you like real right, talk, so listen, here's so a way you break, can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea okay? or suggestion? So Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Natalie. This is Meredith. And this is Charlotte. We are not. It's been a minute since we've played. What could possibly get the band back together? Raised by Soundfest. We'll be playing WIXR's first festival on Saturday, December 3rd. And we'd love to see you there. For more information, visit RaisedBySoundfest.com. Support for WYXR comes from Farmburger. Support for WYXR comes from New Ballet Ensemble and School. Nut Remix is back for its 20th anniversary performances at the Cannon Center, November 26th and 27th. A modern reinvention of Tchaikovsky's classic Nutcracker set on Beale Street with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra and Jukin dancer Lil Buck. More information at newballet.org.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday. And, uh, you know, I'm real happy to have uh, my next guest with uh, us uh, this evening. I've never met her, but uh, uh, she heads an organization that is doing amazing things uh, with our young people, trying to prepare them uh, uh, as they move along in life to be very successful. Uh, Please welcome to the broadcast Lee Mansberg. She is the executive director and CEO of Junior Achievement of Memphis and the Mid-South. And Lee, it's great to see you. It's great to see you as well, Chip. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on Real Talk. So uh, how long have you been uh, at the at the helm of uh, Junior Achievement? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. And, and you all do amazing work and, and really try to prepare our young people, you know, for success down the road. Uh, that seems to be the theme. Uh, what uh, kind of... Uh, of, of programs, uh, new initiatives and things uh, are you all uh, doing over uh, at Junior Achievement? Uh, because uh, you know, I know it's an amazing organization and you do wonderful things for folks. And I guess maybe, let me, let me back up a minute. For those who really don't understand the fundamental, uh, you know, uh, basic uh, message, a principle of Junior Achievement, please uh, share that with us. Sure, Jim. Um, Junior Achievement started in Memphis 67 years ago, and it was all about helping children see themselves as having a role in our economy by their own choice, not moving into a job that's forced onto you, but finding a way to be a thriving and engaged member of our community. Mm -hmm. And that means finding the career you love and having the financial tools um, that it takes to, to thrive and do well. But even more than that, it's also about looking at entrepreneurship and teaching our children that the number one tool to creating generational wealth is through entrepreneurship. And every child should have the right to believe they can create a business that he or she can pass down to the children and their children's children, because that's how change is made. So it's really, really a lot about teaching and training is, is, is what you're is it, and, and building that foundation, uh, which I which I heard you say, uh, you know, in terms of, of of not only setting themselves up for success, but leaving a legacy uh, for for their children to, to follow. Am I correct in that? You 100 mm-hmm. percent. You got it. Yeah. So so how do we go about doing that? What are some of the programmatics uh, involved uh, in the Junior Achievement Program? So we believe children can start thinking about their future as young as kindergarten. So we are kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay. Um, We are in public schools throughout the region. We serve 25 counties, but the bulk of our work takes place right here in Shelby County. Um, And the exciting one that most people know about is J.A. Biztown, which is going to be in our brand new building at the corner of Tillman and Sam Cooper Boulevard. Okay. That's where children run a city and run the city as they want it to be. Wow. That, now that uh, sounds very interesting. Uh, why was it important? Why was something like that important uh, to incorporate into the curriculum? I mean, obviously it gives them uh, some world experience, but, but I, I just want you to explain that you know, to folks. Because uh, this is the first time I heard about that, and I think that's a great idea. It's pretty cool. I'd love to have you come over for a visit. visit. So children can't become what they can't see. Yeah. And so we place children in a play-based simulation where they see themselves 
as the leader, as the owner of a business, as being responsible for other humans, and understanding the importance of being properly banked and properly insured and living on a personal budget and taking responsibility for themselves and not waiting for other people to do it for them, but feeling like they have the tools to navigate this world independently and individually, because we all want our children to fly sure. and to be able to live on their own. And that's what junior achievement does. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, it's just, I mean you're, really, you're really planning uh, for success uh, down the road. Uh, in terms of the number of children uh, that are part of your organization, uh, you know, how many are you are you are you working with these days? This year, we are projecting that we will serve twenty three thousand children. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Sometimes it makes me a little overwhelmed. Um, we are in a time of tremendous need right now, and our children and their teachers are excited to help them find. Um, a life beyond the schoolroom, and that's what we're here to be their partners to I mean, do. I mean, I mean, this is this is so vital, and you know, we hear we hear folks all the time uh, in the business community talking about how vital it is uh, to teach our young people really, you know, the fundamentals of business and and the fundamentals of trying to get along, uh, you know, in in this world because. They're going to be our, our our next leaders. They're going to be the ones who are, uh, you know, who are, who are going to be setting the mark. And uh, so that's sort of a, I guess, it's one of the foundations that you guys are built on. Am I correct in that? That is absolutely correct. And we want our children to really, you know, have the privilege for every single child to know what drives them. Because when you do a, a career based on something you love to do, you're going to thrive. Yeah. And every child should have that privilege. So, so you're you're pretty you're pretty attached to both the city and the county governments in terms of a, a support and help and funding in, in what you do. Somewhat. Mm. Um, this year, the city of Memphis has helped us fund um, our building to the gateways of opportunities. But right now, the bulk of our funding comes from private investors and foundations in the business community. You need those partnerships. Talk about how important and, 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 and how critical those partnerships, especially in the business community, are to what you all are trying to do and achieve. Absolutely. We are all interconnected. We can't put the business world in one bubble and the schools in the other. They have to work together. And when and junior achievement is the bridge between the schools mm-hmm. and the business world mm-hmm. so that the business world can understand how vitally important our schools are. Mm-hmm. And the schools can start to see the business world as the next playground, if you will. Um, children should see the world of work as play and not as drudgery, not as something we have to do, but work becomes drudgery when you don't get when you're not inspired to do what you love to do. And so we will have a more thriving economy when all of these pieces work together. So Junior Achievement really builds that bridge between the two. How do we get in contact with you, Lee? JAMemphis.org. All right, JAMemphis.org. Lee Mansberg, Executive Director, CEO of Junior Achievement of Memphis and the Mid-South. Thank you for all you do. God bless you and uh, wish you much continued success. And uh, we're here anytime you, you need to, 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 to share uh, any information from us. All you have to do is come right back to Real Talk Memphis. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Chip. God bless you, too. Have appreciate a great, you. Have a great Happy night. Thanksgiving. You, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that puts a cap on another great episode of Real Talk Memphis. Uh, special thanks to all my guests. Uh, of course, from Ms. Quincy Morris. 
Miss Carol Jackson and Miss Lee Mansberg. Uh, it has been a great uh, show. And, uh, you know, I'm always happy. First of all, before we hit the theme, I want to I want to take a time to uh, uh, express my thank you, my sincere thank you to all the folks uh, who are starting to catch on to what we do. I hope that we provide information, uh, you know, and, and relevant information and things that you need to hear that you did not know about uh, initiatives, programs. And we pull the people in that can answer the questions that I will ask. And if there's ever any uh, ideas, thoughts, or suggestions about uh, guests that we need to have on this uh, show, uh, you, I'm not hard to find. Uh, you can catch me on social media, uh, leave me a note, shoot me a note, uh, and I will absolutely be receptive. There's so many of you on here. Kevin Phelps is on here tonight. Linda uh, Scott Hardaway is with us, Janice Chestnut. And, and I saw Myra Lowry on here a, a bit earlier as well. So, uh, you know, it's really been a great uh, broadcast tonight. And as Lola plays us out, uh, you know, I try hard every week to try to make this the type of show that the city of Memphis and Shelby County can be proud of. Stretching outside of our walls, uh, we're reaching folks in uh, different parts of the country. And listen, I need your help. I need you to uh, reach out to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues, and tell them, look, if you hadn't checked out this Real Talk Memphis, uh, check the show out. We are a podcast, so there's no excuse for you not to be able to check us out. Uh, sincerely, though, uh, thank you, thank you all for uh, for all you do to help to support me. And this helps, helps support this broadcast. If the Lord says so, we'll be back here at the same time next week right for Thanksgiving. Try to do it a little bit better. So for Nicole, for Lola, and for me, Chip, thank you once again. Uh, and in the meantime, in between time, be safe out there. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Uh, for all of us here, I'm Chip, and I'm out. <laughs>